It is really important that we are here for this day of prayer for the legal protection of unborn children. On this 40th, 48th anniversary of the 1973 Supreme Court, um, Court decision that legalized abortion in this country. And even though it's a good that we are here today, it's also, I think, a sad day. On that day, 48 years ago, the Supreme Court determined that it was a right to engage an inherently evil action. It was a right to do that, the killing of innocent preborn children. And I don't like numbers all that much, but I think this really speaks to the travesty that's happened since then. Since that day, this is the most recent numbers I could find, 61 million, 628,584 innocent babies have lost their lives. It's important that we allow that to soak in as horrible as it is. And sadly, during these past 48 years, abortion advocates have become more radical and more intolerant, especially in these last years. The facade of making abortion safe, legal, and rare has been reduced to only keeping it legal. The killing of one's child has been exalted as heroic and brave by many pro-choice advocates, including many in this new administration in the White House. Even the most modest regulation of, ab of abortion facilities for the protection of women's health is vigorously opposed, especially by Planned Parenthood. So my dear friends, today we gather with deep sadness, I do anyway, in our hearts as we reflect upon this reality. How can a civil society allow such a thing? I believe that it is an important question for this country to reflect upon and answer. You know, St. Mother Teresa called abortion the greatest threat to peace in the world. The greatest threat to peace in the world, I think she's right. And it still is the greatest threat. So, in a beautiful way, the church sets aside today as a day of prayer for the full restoration of the legal guarantee of the right to life. It's also a day of penance. That's why we're here. A penance for all violations to the dignity of the human person committed through acts of abortion. And to help us in our observance today, we are celebrating the votive mass for giving thanks to God for the gift of human life. So again, thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us via live stream this morning. As our prayers and the prayers of people all across our country storm heaven today, we pray, Lord, in your great mercy, answer them. In your great mercy, answer them. You know, four months after our Holy Father assumed his role as the Pope, he spoke these words to Catholic bishops 
of England and Wales as he prayed that the day of life, this was the event in which they had gathered for, that the day of life will help ensure the human life always receives the protection that is its due. And I've always found these words to be a beautiful expression of the reality of what we're celebrating today. And you may have heard them as well, but let me share them with you. He said this, even the weakest and the most vulnerable, the sick, the old, the unborn, and the poor are masterpieces of God's creation made in his own image destined to live forever and deserving of the most reverence, utmost reverence and respect. In other words, all human beings, all human lives are masterpieces, masterpieces. And we all know what a masterpiece is. It's something extraordinarily beautiful, right? Extraordinarily beautiful. Every life, no matter the situation, born or unborn, healthy or unhealthy, normal or handicapped, old or young, are masterpieces. We are incredible works of art in the eyes of God, art that only God could have thought of and designed. The Lord has called you from birth. From your mother's womb, he gave you your name, Isaiah tells us. You are his servant through whom he shows his glory. These words are not just some nice reflection or a nice idea. They reveal the truth about God and the truth about human life. Your life, my life, every life reveals the glory of God. Wow. That's hard to get our minds around, isn't it? But every life reveals the glory of God. You know, almost 26 years ago, Pope St. John Paul II wrote that the gospel of life is at the heart of Jesus' saving message to the world and taking on human flesh, dwelling among us and sacrificing his very life for our redemption, Christ reveals this profound dignity of every human person. This God-given dignity does not change with our stage of life. It doesn't change with our abilities or disabilities. It doesn't change with a, with a level of independence or dependence or any other varying circumstances. Rather, it is rooted in the permanent fact that each of us, no one excluded, is made in the image and likeness of God, created to share in the very life of God himself. The human person he says, is a manifestation of God in the world. You. And you in the, on the computer screens. You are a manifestation of God in the world. A sign of his presence. A trace 
of his glory. Wow. And we must reflect this truth in how we act and how we treat one another. Maybe this should have been in the president's speech the other day. And we must never be afraid to proclaim this truth, but do it with love and compassion and mercy, because this is what pro-life people do, don't we? Don't we? I don't have to tell you, but our society is in chaos right now. It's filled with every form of violence that we can imagine. And there seems to be no end in sight. And you know, I think it would be easy to give up or be easy to give in. But I know that you and I are not going to do this. Life is too important. The pro-life cause is too important. Many innocent babies are counting on us. Many elderly people are counting on us. Many handicapped people are counting on us. So what do we do? Yes, we pray. That's why we're here. But that's not all. In the words of John Paul II, if faith does not become culture, it is a faith that is not fully accepted, not intensely conceived, and not fully lived. So my dear friends, our task is to live our faith so intensely that we will generate a culture of life, a society that welcomes the weak and the poor, that makes a place for every child at the table of life, where people are more important than money, where the sick and the dying are cherished and cared for. A faith lived in the power of the Holy Spirit has the power to change lives one at a time. And one lives changed one at a time will eventually change the culture. That's why we can never give up or never give in. You're in the gospel this morning, Jesus, in this beautiful scene, Jesus reveals that children are very special, people that are to be treasured. To Jesus, these little ones were an icon of himself. What did he say? Taking a child, he placed it in their midst. And you can just picture this, and putting his arms around it, I'll say around her. I don't like calling kids its. Putting his arms around her, he said to them, whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me. Whoever receives me receives not me, but the one who sent me. But it doesn't have to be just this little child. It could be this big child. We're all children of God, right? So whoever receives one child of God, such as this in my name, receives me. And whoever receives me receives not me, but the one who sent me. So when engaging others, we courageously share that every child is an icon of Jesus. We have to say that. 
that each person is an icon of Jesus. We have to say that. And when we receive any person in our midst, we receive Jesus and therefore the father of all creation. We receive him as well. We must courageously share that Jesus came into the world as a little child who would then grow up and then give his life away for them. Why? Why? Because he loves them so much. No matter who they are or what they have done, no matter how imperfect they may be, no matter how useful or productive they may seem to be in the eyes of our culture, Jesus loves them so much. That's the pro-life message. You know, many things may push women to believe that abortion is their only option. And you and I, we know that's not true. But in the moment, she doesn't know that. During challenging periods in our lives, we all need the care and support of others to help us to help us to place our trust in God, don't we? And for a woman who is pregnant amid difficult circumstances, the real tangible support of others can help her see a path forward. And there was a beautiful talk this morning about how that's being done here in Saginaw. And, but these mothers often find themselves afraid and vulnerable, abandoned, and in need. And knowing that she's not alone may help her to open her heart to God's plan and to choose life for her child. You know, we just celebrated Christmas a month ago, didn't we? Remembering the Christ child in the manger, we must ask ourselves, what is our role in helping moms in need? To respect human life also means being there for those in these types of situations, helping them to see that life can be different for them and for the life in their womb. Besides ongoing prayer, being part of the nationwide effort, walking with moms in need is a way to get involved. More information can be found about that on our diocesan website or on their website, walkingwithmoms.com. This program is still going on. It will be ongoing. Find out how you can get involved with it in your parishes or in your diocese if you're watching from another diocese. You know, in the end, in the end, it is everyday heroism made up of sharing, gestures of sharing, big or small, they are what builds a culture of life. As a human and Christian family gathered here today, we gather, we do grieve the loss of so many innocent babies over these past 48 years. And yet, and yet even in our grief, even in our grief, we know there is hope. But we also know that as Christians, we must give this hope to others especially those in need. So let us go, therefore, and not be afraid, because God is always with us, encouraging each one of us. 
And finally, in the words of Pope Francis, when he was still the Archbishop of Buenos Aires, he said this, and I quote, he said, all of us must care for life, cherish life with tenderness and warmth. To give life is to open our heart and to care for life is to give oneself in tenderness and warmth for others. To have concern in my heart for others. And he said, caring for life from the beginning to the end. What a simple thing. What a beautiful thing. To my dear friends, Go forth and do not be discouraged. Care for life. It's worth it. It's the end of the quote. God bless you all.